it's going to be a little bit different than the last few that I've done. I just, there have been, I feel like in the last few weeks, God has been showing me things more and more of like what I want you to preach, what I want you to teach. And this week was one of those weeks where he really was like, you need to teach this. And there were other things that I could have taught on that I'm going to talk about later. But he was like, you need to teach from the life that I've given you, from the lessons I've shown you. And one of the big pillars of my life is that I am a creative. I I have gone to school, to film school. I just, I love getting to show people the beauty and the magnitude of a different lens of life through my vision, right? And I love getting to teach creatives what it looks like to partner with the Lord in creativity. One of the greatest honors of my life has been getting to lead interns as a creative director. And I, if they're listening to this, you guys are the reason, one of the big reasons why I am the woman I am, the leader that I am. I just to love you and to know you has been an honor and to get to teach you and you be like, this is so fun and this is so amazing and you're like you're the reason that I I shoot and you're the reason that I take the pictures that I do and I like I relish that I love that like I love Jesus so much and I love when people tell me that but I love getting to spark the creative lens inside of people it is one of those gifts that God has given me that I am so honored to have I love getting people for their eyes to just light up you know to be like I'm kind of creative and then be like creating like the most beautiful masterpieces ever and my heart for creativity has never been competition my heart for creativity has always been I want you to do your absolute best and I hope it surpasses me so when I've led creatives it's always been I hope you are better than I am I hope I can give you some tools for you to become greater than anything I could ever give and that one day when I'm old I can look at you and go, yeah, I remember when they were scared. I remember when they were like nervous and I got to be the one to call out the the beauty inside of them that God had, had dwelled inside of them and get to pull out the gold and then everybody else gets to benefit from. So that is one of my biggest things and hearts that I have. And so this week God was like, I was getting kind of annoyed, actually. This is literally what it was. I was getting kind of annoyed because I was like looking at things and I was like, why are you shooting like this? Or what are they What are they doing? Like, what are they thinking? Like, this could be like this or this could be like this. And the Holy Spirit was like, hey, you could either sit and complain about it or you could be the effective change that it needs. And I was like, oh, okay, Holy Spirit. <laughs> I was like, okay, Holy Spirit. And then I was talking to my sister about it too. And she was like, you need to start teaching on creativity like I know you love mentoring one-on-one and in groups but you need to to really push creatives again and I I I get it and I was like okay all right because I've gone through so much I've had amazing creative leaders I've had terrible creative leaders I have had people that have used me for my creative anointing I have had people that have pulled me closer to the Lord through my creative anointing I I've I've gone through so much. I've gone to the place where I was like just dealing with so much that I I thought I lost myself because I wasn't creating anything. Like I just have gone through so much and I and I just want to share that. And I want to hopefully spark some of you guys to be creating 
something even more beautiful. And one of my big things is always this. Everybody is a creative. If you are made by God, then you inherently have creative abilities inside of you. You do. It just might not look like drawing or dancing or photography or cinematography. It might not be those things. But in some way, the way you see the world is creative. The way you think is creative. The way you speak is creative. So therefore, you are creative. Because nobody else can see, speak, or do what you can. And when you understand that, you're like, oh, okay, I am creative. Like all my non-creative friends, whenever they're like, they try to tell me, they're like, Gabriella, I just like don't, like, I just don't, I'm not creative. I'm like, don't say that. Like I'm the first one to be like, do not say that. Everybody is inherently creative. It's just different, you know? Like, like, I just, I wish that more people could understand. It's just different. The way you see things is different. You may not be artistically creative, but it doesn't mean you're not creative. But today we're going to break down what it truly means to be artistically creative and what that looks like in, in the life we live now. And so when it comes to creativity, one of the big things that I had to learn for myself is just what an honor it is to be given that gift. For a while, I took my gifts and I was like, yeah, I can, I'm really good at cinematography. Okay. Yeah, I'm really good at photography. That's great. I don't know what that has to do with God. Like, I just didn't really care. I didn't steward it. I didn't, it didn't feel like an honor to me. It just felt like something to do, like on like another task. And one of my big reworkings was when I began to delve into the word and, and not just read it to read it, but read it from the creative lens of who I am and how God has, has, has shown me life. Right. And so one group of people that I really, really have always related to is the Levites. And the reason that I say that is because they're set apart. You see it in uh, Deuteronomy and in Numbers. They're set apart. They're the ones that carry the Ark of the Covenant. And they're the only ones. They're the ones that God has anointed and appointed to do that. But one of the things that you read about the Levites is that they carry giftings. They're not the priests, but they carry giftings and anointings and talents. And and they're what's so beautiful about them is they are anointed to protect his anointing, his presence on the earth. And like you'll read about them and you'll be like, okay, like they're kind of cool, I guess, but but they're working alongside Aaron. They're working alongside the priest. They're transcribing. They're they're documenting everything that's going on and they're protecting his presence. And I I relate to that so much. And when I heard about there was this teaching, I don't know who taught it. I gotta remember. I gotta find it and remember. They're talking about what it looks like to be a modern day Levite and how the artistically creative inside of the church are the modern day Levites. And I was like, I don't really get that. But then I began to understand it deeper. There is there is an anointing on your life that talent wasn't just given to you to be like, you're really good at drawing. You're actually anointed to do that. And it's an honor for God to bestow that on you. And I, for a long time, just took my giftings and used them as a thing to move myself along instead of move people towards his presence. And I 
didn't understand the great honor of using your gifting to move people to him. And so creating with God looks like actually stewarding the secret place. And I talk about the secret place all the time, I know, but I just, I say it because it's so vital to everything that I am. It is vital to every person's walk. And so the secret place for me when it comes to creating is where I get every idea. I remember when I was, we were going to shoot this music video. So um, actually, this is really what happened. My sister had wrote the song like, oh, I want to shoot a music video. And I'm like, okay, great. But I didn't steward my time very well. And so I didn't have a treatment plan of what we were going to do or of what it was going to look like or how it was going to be shot. And so we shoot the first video and it's, and we get back to editing it and I hate it. I look at it and I go, I hate this. I do not love this. And my team kind of looks at me and is like, Gabriel, well, what are we going to do? Like, we're supposed to release this. This is supposed to be released in X amount of days. Like, what are we going to do? And I said, we're going to shoot another music video. I remember I called my sister and I was like, I'm so sorry, but I hate this. And I said, do you want to watch it? And she goes, yeah. So she watches it really quick. She hates it too. So she's like, yeah, I don't like it. It doesn't work. There's just sometimes where you create something and it just doesn't flow. It doesn't work with what you're doing. And even though it's a great idea, but um, I remember she's like, okay, so what are we going to do? And I said, give me a couple hours and I'm going to come up with a plan. She's like, okay. I go to this back room in our church. It's called the prayer room. Like nobody spends time in there except for me. But um, I go to the room and I just begin praying and I'm, I'm, I have like William Augusto playing. And if you ever need instrumental music to play to, or like pray to, or spend time with the Lord and William Augusto is the way to go. So I'm playing his like two hour track. I'm in the back and I'm praying and I get on my face and I go, I, I actually repent. And I say, God, I'm sorry that I tried to do this in my own will, that I didn't come and try to create this with you. And so, God, I'm asking for an impartation of what your vision is to create this for this song. Because this isn't a song just for anybody, but this is a song that you meant to be sung. And I knew it was because of the way she had written it. I write with my sister all the time. It's, I mean, like, I don't want to be like, I'm ultra creative because that's like so dumb. But like, there's just a lot of giftings that I have in the in the creative realm of things. And so when she wrote this song. It wasn't even with me, which was wild because we always write together. And she wrote it in about 20 minutes. And if you're a songwriter, you are like, what? Yeah. Melody, verse, chorus, bridge, everything. 20 minutes. It, like, it was crazy. And she got it um, after like a prayer time with the Lord. The Lord was like, here you go. It was during COVID. And so um, I was like, okay. And she wrote this after George Floyd had died. And if you, and most of you guys don't really know my story, but I'm adopted. And my sister, my older sister, she's my oldest sister. She's white. And she was there when I was adopted. And she remembers, like, she was 12 years old. She's like, I remember when you were adopted, you're the like prettiest baby in the world. And like, just like the whole story of my adoption is completely divine. Like, just God's hand the entire time. But um, we had talked about George Floyd's death. And I just explained to her from my heart, like, this is how I feel. Like, this is, this is like, I'm just so broken. And this is why I'm broken and I'm tired and I'm worn out. And 
And she was like, she didn't say anything. She just sat there and she cried with me. Like, I don't want, but she sat there and she cried with me and she held me and she just listened to my heart of like, this is what racial justice, like, this is why I stand on this. And like, she understood it at a deep level. I really believe that racial reconciliation should be done between two people, but this is me. Um, but yeah, so she goes to God and she's praying for me and God gives her the song. And it's this whole song about God healing the land over what's going on, over what's happening. And, and I, like, I like adore this song, but I just remember God reminding me in the secret place at that time. And he's showing me like your sister birthed this song out of the grievance of your tears. And so this is what I want it to look like. And he gives me this whole scope of this music video. And I'm like, okay all right here we go and so we end up shooting it's like this like random night after like this long prayer thing that we had to go to it was just like wild like I'm running around with my head cut off like I like remember I told my team the vision and they all were like yes I told her she's like yeah and it becomes probably my most precious project that I've ever done like the most precious project I've ever done and I remember um after it's done like she's like hugging me and we're like talking about it I was like it's so god and we like watch it and it's just so beautiful and 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 amazing but that doesn't happen unless I go to the secret place and god gives me vision unless she goes to the secret place and god gives her a soul and so when I say creating with god and I say go to the secret place I mean are you willing to take your anointing and your gifting and go to god and go what do you want me to create today because I want to partner with you. It's a different ball game. It is a different ball game. The amount of things I've created with the Lord that are way more beautiful than anything I could ever, ever create is insane. And for those of you guys that are like, well, I don't really want to partner with God when I create. Okay, that's fine. You don't have to, but I don't get why you wouldn't want to partner and create with the 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 God who sits on the throne and spoke things into existence. Boom, spoke and there was light. I can't create that. So why would you not want to partner with the one who did? Like, he's just done unimaginable things. He has created unimaginable things. In Psalms, it says that he shakes the deserts with our praise. And, and I just like, like, that's God. Like, you can't do that. You can't do that. Like, it's just, just like God is so amazing. So when it comes to creating with him, it is a partnership. It is a beauty and it is an honor. And it takes a stewardship of relationship to create with him. It does. And a lot of people think of it as like, I've seen people be like, well, I don't really want to do that because it just kind of seems like a burden. But if his presence is a burden, then that's kind of sad. His presence could never be a burden to me. It's always an opportunity of growth and, and exponential unknown, like unknowns that he's going to show me. I've never, I've never had a moment where I went to create with God where it, something more beautiful wasn't birthed. Never. I've never had a moment where I went to God to create something and he hasn't given me something beautiful to show the world, to give new perspective. And if you're somebody who's like, I want to say this too, like, if you're somebody who's like, Gabriella, like, I can't create anything right now. Like, I got nothing left. 
I'm tired. I'm burnt out. Like, I, I get you. Like, I get there too. I get there so many times where I'm like, I have nothing to give God. But I want to say this to you, even in the burnt out and the tiredness, will you still go to his presence? Will you still choose him in the midst of that? Because you may not create anything, but you're going to create a better relationship. You're going to dwell deeper with him. And it's going to be beautiful when you come out. Watch something beautiful be birthed from your ashes because that's who our God is. So, but the next part that I want to talk about is stewarding is gifting. And I wasn't very good about this. I just was always like, okay, I'm really talented. I'm really good at this. I'm really good at that. But I never stewarded it. And what here's what stewarding really is. It means are you going to take the time to get excellent at it? to perfect it. And there's always something you can be learning. Always. As soon as I got the mindset out of my head of there is no way to ever be perfect, right? And I took that into the creative lens of there's no way for me to ever be perfect in creativity. I create it differently. Why? Because then I'm always growing. Because I go, okay, I'm not the best at this. I'm never going to be the absolute best. There will always be somebody better than me, but there will always be somebody to learn from. There will always be more for me to steward for the Lord. And so when it came to creativity, I when it came to cinematography and for photography, I was like, you know what? I could get better at this. I'm going to go and I'm going to go watch some YouTube videos and then I'm going to go out and I'm going to go shoot and I'm going to get better at this and I'm going to I'm going to keep trying to grow myself instead of just being okay with where I'm at. And I, I think a lot of times I've watched really creative people be okay with where they're at and then never move any further and watch people surpass them. Are you okay in your relationship with God to never keep growing it? No. Because that's just going to build complacency and you're never going to actually do anything major, right? You're just never going to do anything. But I, I just feel like stewarding his gift is very, very important. But also when it comes to stewarding, I would say protecting it is just as important. Protecting the anointing that's on your life, protecting the creative abilities you have inside of you is very, very vital because there are people that will use it for bad. Like there, there are people that will use it for evil and you're meant to use it as a light. And so protecting those things comes when you understand what's inside of you and the true identity you have. Because if you know who you are, when somebody who comes in, comes in and has intentions that are not pure, you're going to know because you have, one, delve into your word and know who you are through that, but also know who he has created you to be and the purity that he's meant for you to walk in. One of my biggest things about that is this, that a lot of people, and I think it was Stephanie Gretzinger that, that talked about it. A lot of people are letting the world, how do I say this? Letting the world move them. But the big thing is honestly, you can let the world inspire you creatively without letting it change you. And that for a lot of people is like, well, no, I don't agree with that. Yeah, like I can watch certain movies from super creative directors and go, wow, okay, that's amazing. Or that's amazing. And I can. And I can do the, and I can see those things without letting it change who God has created me to be, without letting it change what it means to be a daughter, about letting it change the purity of my heart. I can do that. Are there things that I don't watch? Yeah. 
Why? Because that's what stewardship is about. Stewardship really means like, I'm not going to let certain things come in. I'm not going to let certain things begin to shift my life. And so for some people, they're like, well, I can listen to anything. Good for you. I can't. I really can't. I can't listen to any type of music. I can't watch any type of movie. Why? Because one, I'm stewarding the gifting inside of me and keeping it pure, but also I'm stewarding the relationship with the father, which is just as important. There are the letting go has to happen. We have to let go in order to get more of him. If you are getting filled up from the world, there is no way for him to fill you. There isn't. So when it comes to creativity, are you consuming more of him or are you consuming more of what the world is showing you? And I know it can be really easy because there are times where I will be like, okay, I need to come up with some new design concept. And I will go onto Pinterest and I'll just start scrolling at stuff and looking and looking and looking and then digging deep. And before I know it, I'm like two hours in, I'm still on Pinterest. And the Holy Spirit will be like, you going to come ask me about that? You're trying to come up with the concept, but you're not even coming to the one who created the concepts. And I was like, okay, Holy Spirit, I'm coming. And, and that takes an understanding of who am I going to let influence me? Am I going to let the world influence me or I, am I going to let his presence influence me? Because his presence will show me more than the world could ever. And I'm not saying you don't look at the things that the world is creating and go, no, I'm not going to be a part of that. No, I say you look at it and you go, okay, that's cool. You can acknowledge the beauty of it. You can, but it doesn't mean you have to engage with it. It doesn't mean that it has to be all encompassing in your world. Oh, sorry. I just looked at my notes, but, um, in part with that, I want to say this, that when I said a couple of weeks ago that Psalms 27 is one of my life verses, it's one of my life verses when it comes to creating. And in Psalms 27, it says, one thing I seek is to dwell in your house all the days of my life, right? Not all the days of my life. One thing I seek. <laughs> That's actually really funny. Wait, let me go pull up Psalms 27. What if I, what if I just left it like that? And like, I literally just put Psalms 27 and Psalms 23 together, which is really funny. Okay. Psalms 27. And, oh no, I was right. I was right. When Psalms 27, four, one thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. The reason that's that's one of the biggest verses when I'm creating is because one, it's talking about the beauty, which duh, but also I, I have to remember the purity of being able to be in his temple. There is a pure heart that has to be in you in order to get into the temple. You can't be sinful and expect to enter his house. And I know that's convicting for people, but here's how I explain it is this. God cannot be around sin. He can't. He is holy. And to be holy, it means to be blameless, to have no fault, to have no sin. There is none. So if he is sinless, he cannot be by sin. Why do you think he sent his son? To purify us, to forgive us, to bring us into purity, into right standing with the Father. 
So when it comes to creating and you look at it through that lens of purity, right standing with the Father, everything changes. You go, oh my gosh, I can't watch that because the purity of the gift, of the offering, of the anointing that I have in my life, I can't, I can't risk it. I can't risk the relationship, the purity to enter the temple. I can't risk it. And then everything shifts. Then you look at the things from the world and you keep it at a distance. You go, oh, that's pretty. Okay, I'm good. Oh, that's okay. I don't need any more. You're good after that. Oh, shoot. It's already 4.38. Oh, shoot. I did not realize it was that late. I'm sorry. I have to like go to this prayer thing. But um, I got to hustle. But one other big thing that I want to like hopefully run through this really, really fast is that one of the big things that kind of irks me in in Christian with creatives who are Christians is that they're like, I don't want to be known as a Christian, blah, blah, blah. Fill in the blank. And I understand it at a level. I'm like, yeah, okay, I get you. But if you love Jesus, right, and you want to look more like Jesus every day, you're, of course, going to be called a Christian, blah, blah, blah. Whatever, fill in the blank. Because if you're trying every day to look more like him and you're creative, and I know some of you guys are like, well, I'm, I'm not going to be a, crea- a Christian who sits and only does Christian things over here, or only works with Christian companies over here, or only does this. And I'm okay with that. I'm fine with that. But don't get shocked when the people that you work with know you as the Christian. If you're trying to look more like him, just don't get shocked. And I'm not saying you have to do all these, all be like, I'm a Christian this, I'm a Christian that. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is, if you are a Christian, don't let the compromise them in. I think what's really happened is the enemy's kind of seeped his way in and gone, oh, how do I get you to kind of compromise now? Because you're not going to sit over there with those people, right? All your friends are going to be all these people in this production company that have nothing to do with him. And I know I can get you to compromise. And so I think with creatives, you have to be really careful. This is, this is what I'm trying to say. Be really careful when you are cre- creating with people whose sole identity is not him, whose sole focus is not to bring glory to the throne. You need to be, cre- you need to be careful to not compromise yourself and to actually be a light in the darkness in the midst of those situations, to be the one who will be the ambassador for Christ. You got to be careful. But I... Sorry, there's like two other things I could talk about, but I'm going to just end with this. Maybe I'll talk about this more next week. But um, my other thing is this, that I I just want to encourage you that are creatives, that are scared, that are, that are going through a lot. And I just want to say this, that to keep running, to keep creating with the Lord, to keep pursuing his heart and watch him unfold the beauty of it. And I just... For those of you guys that are creatives that have been used by the church or by people, I just want to apologize. I am so sorry that that has happened, that that has broken you to a place where you don't want to create or you don't want to choose Jesus. That is not the intention. That is not it. You are not meant to be in the church for what, for the giftings or the talents that you have. You are meant to be in the church for who you are, for being a son and a daughter, and that is enough. And for those of you guys that are like, I'm really hesitant, would you still know the Father deeper? 
I feel like there's like this longing in this call right now for you to grow closer to his heart and for him to come in and heal those wounds that people have left. One of my big things is that I had to, as a creative, really cement into my heart is, is that people are always going to let me down because they're human. And I know some of you guys are gonna be like, that's kind of a cynical statement. But it's just, I'm just being honest. The only one that hasn't let me down is God. And so when it comes to my creative anointing and my gifting, I have to be prepared for people to possibly let me down. For people to first see my gifting and my talents above who I am. And and one of the big things that I've done is really go, I'm not Gabriella, the photographer. I am not Gabriella, the cinematographer. No, no, no. I am a daughter first. And I've had to make healthy boundaries with people when they're like, I need, I need this or I need this or, or can you create this for me? Because I know you're so good at that. I've had to make really healthy boundaries and be like, hey, I can't. I love you so much, but I can't. I can't create that for you. Like one, this is my, this is my job. Like you got to pay me. But two, also like I don't have, I, I can't be used for my gifting right now because that's going to break me. And, and it's hard conversations but it's honest ones. So I, I could say so many more things, um, but I just really want to create, like, I just really want to encourage some of you guys to just begin creating with the Lord and not creating by yourself and to understand the honor, the, the amazing honor that it is to get to create with God. And to get to document what is happening in the day today, that is so beautiful. That is so honoring to the Lord. It is an honor. When you look at your gifting as an honor, everything shifts. Everything shifts. You get to show the world different parts of the kingdom that it could have never seen. And that is beautiful. And if you're like, I'm not very good at this, or I'm not very good at this, like, I know it's a talent or a gift, start stewarding it. Start growing. Vital. Yeah, this is a really long episode, um, but that's all I got because I literally have to go run to a prayer. But I hope you guys have a really, really good week. I hope you guys create some beautiful things, and I'll see you next week. Next week. Man, the way I'm saying things is weird. <laughs>